why don't you just bow your heads and I'm just going to pray for us quickly. Father, we thank you this morning for this beautiful day. Lord, we thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will be glad and we will rejoice in it. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to gather in your house this morning. Lord, thank you for the privilege and the freedom that we have to come around your word and to just worship freely, Lord, without fear of persecution or fear of death threats because we are opening the most important book in the entire universe. And so, Father, we invite you, Holy Spirit, come and have your way this morning. Lord, I pray that I will get out of the way and that you will move forward and you will speak to each one of us a fresh rhema word this morning. Lord, and I pray that as we share this word this morning, Lord, that, that we will receive freedom if there is any area of bondage that any of us are struggling with in this area. So I speak freedom this morning into this room. I speak breakthrough into this room this morning. Lord, and I pray that as we walk out of these doors here today, Lord, that we will never be the same, that we will approach 2023 with a different spirit and with a different heart, and that we will see the blessings of the Lord chase us down like never before. If you agree this morning, why don't you say amen? Amen. Fantastic. I'm again very excited to bring the word this morning because I said to Johannes, this is a word that I feel I speak about often in my personal life. Johannes hears about it all the time. Sometimes I preach to him for fun. And so um, he loves it. Okay. But I really believe this is probably one of the most important words that as believers we need to preach to ourselves on a very regular basis. Do we have any talkers in the house? You love to talk. I know who you are I'm a talker. And so this word is especially important to those of us who love to talk. And you know, God gave us mouths, he gave us, he gave us tongues to speak. But who knows that we need to bring everything that we've received from the Lord under the submission of the Holy Spirit. Because the tongue and the mouth that we have to speak is probably one of the most powerful tools and gifts that we have received. And also the most dangerous. If we do not use it well, if we do not allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. And so that's what I want to share around this morning, is the power of our spoken words. The power of our spoken words. And so I said, Johannes, even if no one comes today, I am going to enjoy preaching this to myself because this convicts me every single time that I do a study on this, big time. And so last week, Johannes shared a word. Our word for the year was righteousness. And he spoke about being right with God. So we know that when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are right with Him. In other words, we're not guilty anymore. Our sin has been paid. Our debt has been paid. But who knows, there's another level of righteousness that means my journey of righteousness. In other words, now that I am saved, I'm a born-again believer, now I need to start living the way God wants me to live. And one of the ways that I believe, I didn't actually know it was going to tie in so good to His Word for the year, but as I was studying and as this Word was pressed on my heart by the Lord, I felt the Lord even speak this phrase to my heart, the lips of the righteous carry great power. The lips of the righteous carry great power. If you've brought your Bible and if you want to read in the Word together, we actually want to encourage you to bring your Bible every week. There's something just incredible when we see it for ourselves, when we read it for ourselves. Or if you're like me, I like Vision as well, the Vision app. The notes are also on there. Then why don't you turn to Proverbs 18.21 this morning. This is a well-known scripture, but I've put up the Amplified for us. You know I like the Amplified version. And let's read this together. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit. And here was the kicker for me. And bear the consequences of their words. Those who indulge it and love it, in other words, those of us like myself who love to talk, who love to speak our mind, 
whatever is inside, it has to come out. That's not necessarily the truth, but we like to do it. We will bear the consequences of our words. And so I felt that the Lord asked me as I was preparing, even over the holidays, this question in my heart of what will my words produce in 2023? What will my words, the words that I speak, the things that I declare, what will it produce this year? Because the Bible says that my words can either produce life or it can produce death. In other words, the effect of my words, what I speak in the natural realm actually has a profound implication in the spiritual realm. Would anyone agree with that this morning? So when I speak words, it's not just words that disappear. It has a lasting effect, good or bad, in the spiritual realm. Because we know that Ephesians 6 speaks about the spiritual battle that we are in. We are not just in the natural world. Everything around us, in fact, the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. Those of you who've got the gift of discernment, you can see in the spiritual realm. So you know. Most of us who've been part of this church for a while, if you've been part of our team, if you're fasting, you know spiritual warfare is real. And so the Bible tells us that God has given us a gift of our words that can also be used to produce good in the spiritual realm. But if we don't know how to use it, if we don't bring it into alignment with God's word and God's guideline, it can kill, it can destroy it can crush and wound people. It can stop me from walking into my purpose. It can actually kill even prophetic words that I've received over my life. I can t Did you know you can talk yourself out of the will of God? We can talk ourselves out of the promises, out of the prophetic words, out of the will of the Lord just by our mouths. And so this year, my prayer for myself is, Lord, I pray that my words will align with your word like never before. Because when we come into agreement with the Father, when we come into agreement with his words, we will start to see things happen in our life. Many times people are like, well, why are my prayers not being answered? And I feel like I've been there in seasons in my life where I know I've spoken death over every promise. I've spoken word curses over my own life. And so... That's what we want to talk about this morning. My words has the power to build up or it has the power to destroy. And we have the power to decide. We can decide what we speak. Okay, so in the beginning, the Bible says that God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. And you know, the Father gave us an example of how his words carry power and his words carry authority. And the same power and authority we have when we become believers of Jesus Christ. And the same way the Father wants us to use our words to create, to bring life, to bring hope, to bring encouragement, to be a fountain of hope for other people. Because I don't know about you, but when you are around people that are constantly negative, constantly depressed, constantly criticizing, constantly finding fault like that, drains me from the inside out. I'm not talking about the occasional frustration we all have. Okay, we almost know and then frustration, irritation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when all that comes out of my mouth is negative, is death. Then we will see the effects in our life. I actually believe I've even seen, I've even seen in my own life that when I speak, when I find myself in a negative place and I speak negative words, that I even lose my own joy. I start to feel depressed. I start to feel negative. I start to act in a way that my mouth dictates. Does anyone agree? Okay, but there's a second scripture that I want us to go to this morning. Why don't you go to James 3, verse 2 to 11. And let's just maybe read this scripture together. It's in the New Testament towards the back. Let's read it together. You can just tell me, amen, if you are there. Is anyone there? Thank you. Ons is a loud kerk, so jylle mag my uitpraat. 
dan voel ek nie so alleen nie. Ok, James 3 vers 2 to 11, it says this, We all stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. And in the Passion Translation, it actually says it has tremendous power. It's the smallest part of the body, yet it carries the greatest power. Consider what great forest is set on fire by small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body, and it corrupts the whole body. The Passion Translation says it is the most dangerous part of the body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. I know that's a bit of a sobering scripture so early in the morning. But let's continue to verse 7. And it says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Because with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we also curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? And I read it to Johannes in the week, and I said to him, when was the last time you read this scripture? And just slowly read through it and thought about how crazy it actually is what James is saying here. Now, if you like to do some Bible study, I want to encourage you, go and read through the book of James. It's not a big book. It's not a long book. But the book of James is by scholars. They call it the Proverbs of the New Testament. And we know the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom in the Old Testament. Now, the book of James is the so-called book of wisdom for the New Testament. So James, many scholars believe this is the actual James who was Jesus' half-brother. He wrote this book, and it's all to do with ethics and right living. In other words, how do I walk out my righteousness? So it's a great book if you're like me. Who loves to be practical? I love to be practical. I like to know the how of things. Don't just give me an airy-fairy idea. I want to know the steps, one, two, three, how do I get there? Now, the book of James is a book like that. So if you're looking for something to study and you don't know where to start, start there. But in this book, he talks about, there in verse 2, he says that we all stumble in many ways. Now, that ancient Greek word does not mean stumble. In other words, I fall away, I lose my salvation, you know, I leave Jesus and I go and believe in Buddha or something like that. It's talking about in the ancient Greek something that trips me up on a regular basis. In other words, something that comes in the way of my spiritual growth, my growing in my spiritual maturity. And this is what he compares words to. He says, if we do not train our mouths and allow the Holy Spirit to tame our tongues, because no man can tame it, we cannot do this by just biting our tongue. You know, how many times do we tell each other, oh, I need my tongue bite for I could see. But the reality is it will come out. What is in my heart will eventually come out. You can't time it. What needs to happen is the Holy Spirit needs to come in and He needs to do a work in our hearts. He needs to do a healing and a restoration in our heart and that what is in our heart will then come out of our mouth. We cannot train it the other way around. It has to be from the inside out. And this is what James is trying to explain. This is the analogy that he's taking. And he says, your tongue can be influenced either by the Holy Spirit or it can actually literally be influenced by hell. And how is our tongue influenced by hell? It is when I decide to agree with the voice of the enemy. How does the enemy speak to me? This is what we're going to cover in liberating the human spirit. Liberating truths is the short way we call it. Okay, what are we going to do there? We're going to talk about how do I walk in victory and in freedom? 
Because I don't know about you, but I got to a point, I struggled with fear, I struggled with rejection, I struggled with insecurity. Because when I was in primary school, I had friends that spoke death over me. And it's, yes, their words had power, but what was more powerful was when I believed it. When I believed it, I opened the door for that demonic spirit to attach itself to those words and make a nest in my heart. And that's what came out of my mouth. And the more that I agree with that voice, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to be able to speak in front of people, was one of my greatest confessions and declarations. The more I will not actually walk into the perfect will of God for my life. Do we see how easy it is? And it happens to all of us. That's why I know this message is for all of us. Even if we think, is for the Olang son, it's for all of us. Because the enemy doesn't want any of us to walk into the fullness that God has for us. He doesn't want us to walk in healing. He loves it when we agree with the sickness, my sickness, my cancer, my this. Yes, there may be a manifestation in your body, but we don't have to own it. We don't have to give voice and claim it for ourselves. Amen? Is it a serious message this morning? Everyone looks very serious. It is serious. Come on. Okay, so, so he starts off with this. And, you know, Jesus, how many times did Jesus teach upon, uh, about what is in my heart will eventually come out of my mouth? And Jesus said, basically, that my words reveal my spiritual maturity. The way that I speak on a daily basis will actually reveal what is going on inside. Where am I in my relationship with the Lord? But it's not all bad news. It's good news that Holy Spirit wants to set us free. Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 36, on the day of judgment, everyone will have to give an account of every idle or worthless word that they spoke every single one of us. And I said to you, honest, that is such a scary thought because sometimes we think, well, especially when we want to vent and get something off of our chest. The problem is not venting and getting processing emotions. The problem is what am I speaking when I'm venting? Because I'll share a few scriptures. I've got, I started doing research and then I stopped because I was like, we're not going to get through one service through all the scriptures in the Bible that warns us against speaking when we're angry or when we're high on our emotions. This is especially true in our relationships, okay? And I said, Johannes, the Lord gave me this picture of every single conversation that we are having is being recorded in heaven. And I immediately thought there are some things that I want to delete like a voice note. Can delete I think all of us feel like that. Jesus wants our tongue, our speech, and our lips to be used as a tool of righteousness. He wants us to be vessels of righteousness. In other words, when I speak to Jock, when I speak to Carl, when I speak to Johannes, I want to leave them with hope. I want to leave them with grace. I want to leave them with encouragement. I want to leave them with life. I don't want to leave them hopeless with death with criticism, with negativity, with complaining. I love how Joyce Meyer always says, complain and remain, praise and be raised. Remain is actually one of the foundational root words for that word complaining, because complaining is a sin. And so I just want to bring some balance to this message. What are we saying this morning? We're not saying that we can never talk about a problem. We're not saying this morning that we cannot process our emotions in a healthy way with the right people who will be able to help us without moving into sin with our mouth to process an emotion that we're struggling with. We're not saying we're not allowed to confront behavior or things that are not right that needs to be talked about. But what we are saying is, what is the way that we will handle it verbally? What is the way that we will, how, is, how are we going to speak? How are we going to address it? How are we going to use God's words, even in difficult conversations, instead of our own fleshly words, whatever wants to come out, whatever is on my mind, I want to speak. Because this is where it gets dangerous. And as we said before, our words have profound implications in the spiritual realm. And you know, when I align my words with the word of God, practically how do I do that? 
I have learned in my journey, and I'm still learning this, and I'm again convicted for this year, because even with a church like this, sometimes we can see the lack, or we can see something, you know, when you're pioneering, when you're starting a new business, when you're building a new house, things are always, there's always more that you need to do than your progress of where you are right now. And I find that sometimes a challenge, and I will sometimes speak that challenge out on a daily basis. And sometimes if I, don't, if I don't listen to the Holy Spirit, I can quickly find myself in a place of complaining. I can quickly find myself in a place where I am criticizing, fault-finding, and speaking those kind of things into the atmosphere. And one of the things that the Lord has showed me is that when I align my words with His Word, in other words, when I go and see what is the truth about what is God actually saying about me, what is God saying about my spouse, what is God saying about our team, about our church, about the nation, about the government. <laughs> what is God actually saying about that? If my words can line up with His words, then maybe we can start to see some real power and change happening in our homes, in our nation, and in our city. Because if you remember in the Old Testament, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, you know that it was like an 11-day journey to the promised land. Only 11 days. It's half a fast. It's half a 21-day fast. By the way, who's, who's doing the fast with us at the moment? Is it nog okay? Are you standing strong? Come on. We're going to trust the Lord for incredible things. And... Um, but it was an 11-day journey for the Israelites. And then they started complaining. The Lord brought them out from Egypt where they were slaves. They were brutally handled as slaves. They were abused. Okay, they were worked to the bone. Like they were mishandled, man. It's just terrible conditions. And the Lord brought them out and he's giving them these promises. He's going to take them into the promised land. And then... He gives them manna from heaven. He gives them supernatural supply, provision every single day. And what do they do? And I'm not criticizing them because I feel like many of us, we're always, we get ourselves into the same boat with the Lord. We start complaining. And it's because of their complaining and their grumbling and their criticizing and fault finding of what they spoke out of their mouth that that journey, 11 days, became 40 years. And even an entire generation, the Bible says, did not even make it into the promised land. And I actually believe it's because they, they bear the consequences of their words. Okay, God has not given us this tool of the tongue to bring death, but he's given it to us to bring life. And so one of the things that the Lord started dealing with me with before I was even in ministry was to start to align my words to Scripture. So I have, I'm one of those people, and I think I've shared it many times before if you've been in our church for a while. I love to take the word and to take every single promise pertaining to, let's say, my marriage, pertaining to me as a child of God, pertaining to our church, pertaining to our teams, and I confess and declare those things in the mornings or whenever I do my quiet time. And it sounds weird, but I literally, it's a habit that you have to get yourself into it takes a little bit of work to get the Holy Spirit's words in us so that that is what can come out. And I literally confess it. We wrote confessions when we got married over our marriage. Things like, we are always in agreement. <laughs> is it altijd so, eh? Misschien nie altijd nie, ne? But things like, we speak life over each other. There are moments where we irritate one another, but then we try to be quick to repent. We try to be quick to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, by the way, if there is a little room out there, if you, if you guys feel like you need more space, um, feel free to use any of that. Um, if, if you feel like kids need a little bit of space to run around, they're so welcome. Um, and so that is what I do. I've done the same with our church. And every time I find my mouth, my tongue going in a different direction than what I know it should go, I go back to those declarations, and I'm like, Lord, I am so sorry. Forgive me for speaking things into the atmosphere that should not have been spoken. And I go back to the Word of God, and I go back to my declarations, even if I don't feel like what the declaration is saying. Even sometimes if Johannes and I disagree on something, 
I'm still going to be declaring we are in agreement, we are in unity. Because that is still something that is spoken out into the atmosphere. It has power. When we speak God's words, Isaiah 55, 11 says, my word will never return to me void. That means when I speak his words, it has to release power in the situation. It has to. You don't even have to go begging. You don't have to go pleading. You don't have to go on a 10-day fast. Your words have power. Jesus said, when we speak to the mountain, it shall be moved. It didn't say we need to plead to the Lord to move the mountain. He said, when you speak to the mountain. What are the mountains that we are going to speak to in 2023? What are the mountains where we are going to take our authority in the word and we're going to speak to that thing? If the enemy tells me I'm not worthy, I tell him, I get back into my word and I say, devil, you are a liar. I am worthy because Jesus died for me and he says I am worthy. I am a son and a daughter of God because he says I am a son and a daughter of God. I do not have any lack. You can get out of my house. Even if my bank account doesn't show it, I will confess that the Lord is my provider. I shall not lack a thing. Psalm 23 says that. Because he is my shepherd and he is my provider. Amen. So I feel like the Lord is taking us into a place where he says, I need you to pick up the sword. And I need you to train your lips for righteousness. Because that is how we're going to see change in our families, in our relationships in our church and in our community. Amen? What is our declaration? What are we speaking at this moment? And I want to put up these three images that, as I said, there's a few scriptures that I researched and that really shook my heart again of this thing of the power of our words. And I'm going to read them. I put them in order in Proverbs. Again, Proverbs and the Psalms. If you do a study on this, It'll keep you busy all year. But have a look at this. The first one, Proverbs 10, 19, it says, Too much talk leads to sin. Those who control their lips are wise. Sometimes we don't need to say everything that's on our mind. This is especially true when we are married. I'm learning this every day. Although Johannes also likes to talk. But I speak much more. So I'm more prone to just speak whatever is on my mind. But you know what? An untimely word can actually bring much more damage than just pausing. Sometimes you do need to bite your lip for a moment. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and then wait before we speak. The Bible says that is wise. The mouth of the godly gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. From the fruit of our words, man will be satisfied with good. I believe the sowing and reaping principle Jacques spoke about this morning is so true in our words. If I continue to sow kindness, even to my enemies who are maybe cursing me, speaking bad things about me, but I sow back kindness, I will reap kindness. And that's not saying, we're not talking about now confronting things that need to be confronted, okay? We're just talking about the power of words for one moment. We'll talk about confronting, okay? Listen to this one. Reckless words pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. I've once heard a testimony, I think it was from a pastor in Pretoria who does counseling, Holy Spirit counseling uh, as a job, as like full time. And I once heard a testimony of a lady that was very sick and she had all sorts of problems in her life, physically in her body, but she also walked like this, like she had something on her back. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Doctors had done all sorts of tests, all these things. And she came for counseling. And in this moment where he was praying and he was asking the Holy Spirit for a word of knowledge to show him what is wrong with this lady. Because he knew there was a yoke, but he wasn't sure what the yoke was that was holding her bondage. And she, had, and she was young, you know, and she was walking like with a hunchback. And in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit showed him a picture of in her back like daggers. I said the dagger, a mace with words written on the daggers in her back like this. And when he started counseling her further, it was all words that had been spoken over her life that she started to believe, word curses that had been spoken over her, that she had believed that it entered her heart, and she had started to agree with that. 
And as they renounced and as they repented of all of these things, she literally got healed, she got freed, and she was completely walking in freedom. No more sickness, no more hunchback. Her spine was completely normal again. And I remember hearing that testimony, and I always think about it when I read this scripture, like reckless words, what does it say? Pierce like swords. And I'm sure there are many of us in this room where, you know, we all grew up and somewhere someone had spoken something over us that had hurt us deeply. Because many times we speak words and we don't even realize how hurtful our words are to someone. And what was my point on this? My point was this, is that when we let go of those words, healing can actually come. I remember I was preaching a similar message. I don't even think I was preaching on the power of words in Cape Town like a few years ago. And the Holy Spirit, I can't even remember what I prayed. I was praying for, for certain people that I knew God wanted to touch in the service. And I said something like, if, if someone had spoken a specific word over you, then please come forward because I feel like God wants to deliver you today from that word curse spoken over you. And I, I don't even know where that, it wasn't in my notes. And so this person came forward. It, I don't know if you remember that. And it was a guy in his mid-30s. And he came forward and he said, I am that person. When I was in grade three or four, I don't know what, a teacher told me, I am dumb. And I will never actually, she will be surprised if I make, you know, standard says. And those words haunted him for his entire life. And he always believed, like he, had, he was able to start businesses, but then the businesses failed because he always believed deep inside that he was actually not clever enough to make it last. He was not clever enough to actually go forth and do what God had called him to do. Something so simple, but something so deep and profound. And that is the power of words. Okay, so there's many words that we can go through. I love this one. I think it's on slide three. Sorry, Rian. Slide three, it says, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Fools vent their anger, Proverbs 29, 11, but the wise quietly hold it back. So I believe that God wants to encourage us this morning again, that there is a place where we can repent if we have not been careful with our words. But there is also a place where the Lord said, I want to put my words in your mouth so that you can be a tool of righteousness in this community where we can encourage one another. It doesn't mean we can't have real conversations, but we can have conversations in love without hurting one another, without piercing one another, where we can have self-control, which is one of the fruit of the Spirit. I don't have to speak everything that's on my mind. I can wait and pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to say in this situation? And so... I don't want to go into too much of that further this morning, but I want to encourage us on four things, because I believe there's many things we can say about this, but I'd rather take some time to pray this morning, because I feel like the Lord said to me that there is, there is some freedom that He wants to bring this morning in this area of words, in two areas specifically, words that maybe I have believed, and I'm still deep down, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus, I serve Him with everything, but there's still a word that I remember from somewhere that I'm believing that I know is not the truth, but I, I don't know how to get rid of that thought, and I keep speaking at it over myself. Or number two, if I know I've spoken words that I've heard someone else. God wants to release us this morning. But before we get to that, I always like to leave you with practical tips. Practice tips. Okay, four things to put into practice, okay, when it comes to our words, when it comes to growing in this area of training our lips for righteousness. Number one, and this is going to be the same no matter what message we bring, but it's the most powerful. Number one, we need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time in prayer and we need to ask the Lord to guide our speech and to show us if there are any lies that we are believing, words that have been spoken over us that we are currently repeating and continuously repeat, and we keep seeing the fruit of those words. We, we don't see the breakthrough. We don't see what we are trusting the Lord for. So pray. We first ask, Holy Spirit, I want you to come and do a work in my heart. 
Because when you work on my heart, my words will change. When you heal my heart, my words will come out differently. Number one, pray. Number two, we need to practice thinking before we speak. And this is probably the hardest one. So if we want to train our lips for righteousness, yes, the Holy Spirit does the work, but we have to actually give him permission to do that. And he's going to require us to also participate. And this is probably the hardest thing. I think this is the one where I find it the most challenging. Practice thinking before you speak. Johannes and I always, sometimes we joke, sometimes we get serious with one another. We always interrupt one another. We like to finish each other's sentences. And sometimes when it's a good topic, it's fine. But when we're not in agreement, it's not a good idea. <laughs> okay? So I especially need to learn how to pause, listen to what the person is saying. Even if I'm getting rattled up on the inside, if it's someone that's really pressing my buttons, I know all of us, I know no one can relate. Okay? I need to pause. Count to three in your mind if you have to. Jere, help my one, two, three. Misschien moet ek tot by 10 tel, jere, want hier is nou, hier is nou een ernstige irritatie. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, of jy wil aftel, whatever. And then think about my response. Sometimes I even, Holy Spirit, please help me give the right answer. And sometimes I've seen the Holy Spirit with me, this is a miracle, will actually not let me say anything. Okay, and this is especially true for us in relationships. Maybe we can do a whole uh, teaching just on relationships, okay? Because communication is one of the biggest thing in, things in relationships, where we get tripped up, where we fight with one another, where, you know, marriages break up, relationships break up, people leave a church because of words. We need to pause, we need to think, Lord, is this response going to be honoring? If it is something I need to confront, how do I do it? How do I do it? And we give the Holy Spirit just room to interject in that moment. Because otherwise, sometimes what happens when we speak from our flesh is when our words can crush. And when our words can really bring damage. We can crush a spirit of someone with our words. Sometimes the Lord will lead us even in people who are cursing us and people who are saying negative things against us, it always comes from a place of hurt. And sometimes in the moment, the Holy Spirit will train us to see them in a different way, where we don't see their behavior, but we see where it comes from. We see the hurt and the wound, and then the Holy Spirit will use us to speak words of life and to speak words of encouragement, even if that word is, I think we need help. Let's do it together. Amen. And I know I'm not doing justice to the whole relationships thing this morning, but you get the principle that we're talking about. Amen. Number three, if we do need to confront behavior, I think this is very important to say because we're not saying, oh, never say anything. If someone just continuously do what they want, never confront. No. There are times where we need to confront behavior, whether it's our children or whether it's in church or whether it is in our marriage or at work, someone that you lead at work or one of your peers at the office. Sometimes confrontation is necessary, but what I've learned from the Lord is that I have to pray first. Don't just storm into someone's office and lie I can't for you, Pray first. Pray for the Lord to prepare their heart, number one, for a truth, especially when we're, let's just talk even discipleship. When we're even just discipling one another, and I've given you permission to speak into my life, and you've given me permission to speak into your life, that doesn't mean I'm just going to tell you the truth with no love. It means I'm going to pray first, ask the Holy Spirit to prepare your heart, to give me the words, and then I must remember to choose my timing well. Okay, husbands, if your wife, you want to confront something, and she's at home, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's folding up the, uh, the washing, plus she's got two babies running around, that is a very, very bad time to do confrontation. I mean, okay, and the same for wives, your husband, maybe he's tired, it's not a good day, he's having a bad day. Ask the Lord for the right timing to create an opportunity to talk about something. And then when we talk about something, Lord, how do I share this in love? How do, and I know, is it okay if we can be just very real and practical this morning? Is it okay? I think it's very important, church, if we're going to walk in righteousness, 
if we're going to walk in holiness, and if we're going to use our lips to praise the Lord, that we don't go around the next day on Monday to Saturday and use it the other way. Because that way we're not going to see the power of God. And what the Lord specifically spoke to me and Johannes is that if we want to walk in the anointing, nothing kills the anointing faster than my own tongue on my own life. If I want to walk in the anointing of God, I must train my tongue to move in alignment with Him. Okay, so we were talking about confronting. So we choose the timing while we pray. Maybe not a late night voice note, middernach. It's not, I even want to say, don't even, can I just be a mom for a moment? I'm a spiritual mom, not a natural mom yet, but don't use a voice note also to confront. Like it just always bombs. I'm talking out of experience, I'm sure Betty could relate. Face to face is always better because then the person can not only hear what I'm saying, but also see my body language and hear my tone in which I'm trying to communicate. And that way we can get quicker to a place of resolving. And we want to we wanna be number four. We want to apologize to anyone when the Holy Spirit convicts us that my words have actually hurt someone else. We want to be quick to apologize. And so my prayer is that I know it's very practical, but I believe that this is a huge area for us in this year. As the Lord asked me, what will my words produce in 2023? And I want to encourage you. I don't want to, I don't, this is not a condemning word. This is a word for all of us where the Holy Spirit is lifting us up higher and saying, I have given you this gift to bring life because the Holy Spirit wants to train us in righteousness. He wants to see God's promises fulfilled in our lives. He wants to lead us always to a place of life, a place of hope, and a place of encouragement. And my prayer is that as a church, we will allow the Lord to grow us in this. And I'm first and foremost preaching to myself this morning. God wants us to be people of example to the world. And I believe one of the ways that people look at us is how we talk and what we say. And so my prayer is that our words this year will produce life in our families, will produce life in our businesses. You know, you can speak God's word over your business. You can speak his provision and abundance as you apply his principles, you have the right to speak his blessings into your business, into your family, into your children. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Even if they don't want to read the Bible right now, it's okay. Don't force them. You continue to speak God's word over them, over your spouse. If your spouse is away from the Lord, it's okay. Keep speaking life over them. Keep speaking God's truth over them, and you will see the power it carries in the spiritual realm. It'll turn around. Amen. Why don't you stand this morning? I want to pray for some people. I want you to just close your eyes this morning. And for a moment, just try and forget about everyone next to you and any distractions like planes, helicopters. I want to pray for a first group of people, and I actually, I'm going to include myself, and I feel like this is something that we can all do this morning. I want to lead us in a prayer of repentance for any words that we have spoken. It could be lately, it could be 20 years ago, it could be this morning that we know could have brought hurt, could have brought destruction to someone's heart. And maybe you didn't even intend it, you were just emotional in the moment. We are all there. I'm going to lead us in a prayer and we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us this morning. You can just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, this morning I come to you. And I say thank you for the gift of words, for my mouth to be able to speak. And Lord, this morning, I want to ask for your forgiveness. I want to repent this morning for anything I have spoken, maybe not even intended to, 
that may have brought hurt to someone's heart. I want to ask you to forgive me. I want to ask you to heal their heart. And I want to ask you now, Holy Spirit, to come and do a work in me. Come and change my heart. Bring healing to my heart where maybe I have wounds from words. I pray that you will do a healing work in my heart so that the words I speak will always leave hope, leave encouragement, and breathe life into people and into my situations. In Jesus' name. And then I want to pray for a second group of people. We can just keep our eyes closed in this moment. I felt strongly two things as I was preparing. If there is anyone here in this room and no one is looking around, so I want you to feel safe. I don't want to expose anyone. If you have ever spoken a word over yourself, again, it could be 20 years ago, it could be yesterday, where you have partnered with the enemy where you have said, I just want to die. I just don't want to live anymore. If you've ever spoken that over yourself and you have never brought it to the Lord in prayer, everyone's eyes just closed. I want you to just briefly raise your hand so I know if there's someone that I'm talking to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to lead us in a prayer this morning and we can do it corporately so no one feels exposed, but we really need to pray because that is a word curse that we have brought over ourselves. And again, it's not that we intended, we didn't know, but we need to bring it before the Lord because it means that we've actually made a covenant with the enemy. We've made a covenant with death. And so this morning, why don't you just repeat after me, Lord, I'm sorry for speaking words of death over my life right now I break every word curse that I've spoken over myself or over anyone else in Jesus name Father I thank you that I can just pray and as everyone has renounced this Lord I pray for that yoke to be broken today in the name of Jesus every covenant with the enemy is cancelled in the name of Jesus I release your life Jesus over every person who has raised their hands every person that has prayed that prayer this morning I speak life and abundance over you right now in the name of Jesus I speak complete peace and complete joy over every thought of your imagination and over every area of your heart right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that there will be new life. Thank you that there will be a new joy restored unto them this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The second group of people I felt really strongly. If there is any word, and we don't have maybe time to go into it completely this morning but if there is anyone here and there is words negative words dooming words about your worthiness about who you are about what you can achieve in life anything to do with you that you remember it could be from childhood it could be from you know any time but that you are still struggling with this morning you can't get rid of that voice in your head that tells you those thoughts I want you to just briefly raise your hand. We're going to pray for that to be canceled this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now, I just want to pray over everyone who is still struggling with words from their past, words from their childhood, words that were spoken by someone in authority over them. Lord, we break every word curse in this place in the name of Jesus. We cancel every assignment against your people in Jesus' name. And Father, we release your peace this morning. Father, we speak your truth over every son and daughter in this room. I am a child of God. In fact, why don't we just declare this this morning? Everyone could just repeat after me. I am a child of God. God loves me. God's goodness and mercy will follow me and my family 
all the days of our lives. God has got a great plan for my life. God is sending His angels before me to make all my paths straight. As I cast my care unto the Lord, He gives me peace and wisdom. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am anointed. I am appointed. I was born for such a time as this. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The enemy has no hold over me because greater is he who lives in me than him that is in this world. The blood of Jesus protects me and I will walk in divine health. No sickness will come near me. I am blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. God is my provider in every season. I have everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I walk in abundance. I walk in favor. I walk in goodness and in the mercy of God every day in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just want to bless your church this morning. Lord, and I thank you that you will lead us out of this place today. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, you will teach us and train us to align our lips with your lips. Lord, to align our words with your words and to break down every lie that we may be believing and to replace it with every single truth in your word. And Father, I thank you that we will be a people, Lord, that will bring life, that will bring hope, that will bring encouragement everywhere that we go. And that when people encounter us outside of church, they will wonder, who are these people? Why do they talk like that? And they will be touched by the Spirit of the living God. And so I bless every person here, Lord. Will you protect them? Thank you that you're sending your angels ahead of them, around them, behind them. And Lord, thank you for the honor of being your child and that we could be your children together. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen.